educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, let's go outside and do this, shall we? Johnny, what do you think? Let's, uh, let's go outside. It's uh, incredibly nice. Huh? I am all for that. I mean, <laughs> 70 degrees in February? In February, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Think what it's going to be like by August. Anyway, welcome aboard the, uh, the the Tuesday edition of the show. We're delighted you chose to tune us in. Uh, it is 5.09 on Tuesday, February 20th, and yeah, it's in, in, insanely nice out. So if you're, if you're driving home, uh, I hope you have your radio tuned up, uh, turned up, and your windows down. So anyway, uh, coming up in just a moment, we'll visit with Sandra Washington, uh, the vice chair of your Lincoln City Council. Uh, let's do a proper introduction to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Johnny, hi. Dan, it's, it's good to be here. It's, it's okay. I mean, I guess it hit 70 today. It's like, according to our weather maps here, it's 65 now, but still beautiful out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and we're getting more daylight every day, so we can actually absolutely. do something when we're done here. Oh, yeah. Outdoors, if we wanted to. I mean, I'm heading over to PBA after this for the women's basketball game. Oh, that's but... right. There's a game tonight. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Well, uh, I know it's... Maybe not what you normally hear on AM Talk Radio. We don't do a lot of shouting. We don't do a lot of grandstanding. We like to build up instead of tear down. How about that? And in that vein, let's build up our city council. Say hello to her inaugural visit to the Dan Parsons Show, Sandra Washington, the vice chair of our Lincoln City Council. Sandra, welcome. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Parsons. It's yeah. a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so for our guests who, who follow uh, the schedule every month, uh, we have the chair of the Lincoln City Council on, and so which is your colleague, Mr. Tom Beckius. But Tom's gallivanting around doing something else today. Yeah, you know, I think he's taking advantage. He knew it was going to be a beautiful warm yeah. weather day, and he already made plans to do something else. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll come aboard. I'll yeah. I'll uh, tackle the Dan Parsons show. It can't hurt too bad. <laughs> oh, it's gen- I just gave you the intro. I build up instead of tear down. This isn't your usual uh, talk radio, at least uh, in recent memory uh, around the country. But, well, let's do some introductions for our folks that aren't familiar. with. We've known each other for a number of years now. Uh, in fact, it, I often mention this, that I used to have a podcast that I invited guests on, and we sat around and talked politics and drank beer, and, and you were on one of those shows. I was, and I was I was willing to argue that perhaps I might not have actually imbibed because right. it would be unusual for me to do that yeah. while I was trying to focus. For a public focus. official, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. So anyway, uh, but originally from Columbus, Ohio, you've been here in Lincoln for since 1990. This is home, uh, but you worked with the National Park Service for 25 years, young yeah. lady. How did that? You must have started when you're in junior high. Well, thank you. Uh, but you retired from that mm-hmm. uh, gig in 2014. Uh, first elected to the uh, to the city council back in 2021. And by the way, I looked this up today. You were the I'm sure you know this. You were the highest vote getter in both the primary and the general that year. I have been told that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of three at large members. So uh, Tom Beckius is uh, is also at large, and Benny Shobe is at large, and all three of those seats will be up uh, for uh, election next year in 2025. And so anyway, there's. There's my, what have I left out? 
Well, before I came to city council, uh, I was a planning commissioner. So I worked, yeah. uh, I worked on the Lincoln Lancaster Planning Commission and I really enjoyed that. I did that for about half a term. I only got three years in, uh, because then I came to city council as an appointee in 2019. Oh, that's right. So I had an odd extra two that's years right. as an appointee before I ran. That's right. Yeah. Whose seat was that that you were that, appointed to? That, I believe, was that was a mayor's seat. Oh, was, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was an at-large. Right. She was moved up by the electorate mm-hmm. to that's mayor. Right. And um, the council, um, it's not the mayor, but it's the council, council. who mm-hmm. make a determination who's going to fill in a seat. And mm-hmm. they put it open. I think there were 23, 24 of oh, us yeah. who threw our hats yeah. in the ring. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I thought, oh, wow. You won the lottery. I won the lottery. I won the lottery. So. <laughs> well, and that, that was great training for you on the Planning Commission, because fami- a lot of people may not be familiar with what the Planning Commission does, but you deal with city and county issues on zoning. And uh, so that had, and, and you talk about a labor of love, uh, but you're kind of that geeky, policy-driven person, aren't you? I am. I am. I have, uh, my background is in field ecology and sciences and uh, uh, and planning and uh, policy work and in planning. So I have my master's in regional planning and natural resources policy because, well, if you can't be super curious about almost everything, then, you know, why get up in the morning? Yeah. So. Well, and, and tell our listeners, because I'm always fascinated, and we've had this conversation uh, before through the years, but I, I'm fascinated with your service in the parks uh, uh, with the National Park Service. And, yeah, oh, uh, I loved working for the National Park Service. Great gig. Absolutely fantastic. Um, they gave me a choice when I first came in. Um, I could have stayed in the more science area working in Wild and Scenic Rivers, or I could have gone into community planning. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do community planning for the National Park Service because it's probably going to teach me things I don't know anything about. Hmm. One, that they provide technical assistance to communities and not-for-profits outside the boundary of national parks. Did not know that. What? Um, and then it gave me an opportunity to learn about the sort of the policy underpinnings of the agency for national parks. And one of my specialties became studying new areas. So Congress would give us a, a charge to study a new area for its potential to become a national park unit. And so that became one of the, the things that I specialized in, had a hmm. great opportunity to open up, uh, to study, and then be sent out to open up new parks uh, around um, the middle of the country and worked in training and development for the park service for a few years, um, part, some park management. Uh, and then I came back and was the chief of planning and environmental compliance. And then blah, 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 lots of things happen. And when I, was, when I retired, I retired as the associate regional director for a portfolio that was ridiculous but included uh, congressional affairs. Fascinating. Yeah. So you didn't get to spend uh, all those all those years outdoors necessarily. Uh no, <laughs> no. But uh, boy, did I love it when I had the opportunity because I, I visited so many parks and worked on projects in parks, helping them with master planning, really long range vision planning for a park, um, and and lots of different issues. Everything from infrastructure that needed to go into parks. Uh, road repairing building new roads repairing bridges um and then trying to work with federal highways to tweak a design on a bridge because it's uh on a historic in a historic area sure and you know and guardrails aren't very attractive and so we would send new designs in for guardrails that were more historic but they still had to provide the same safety i mean so done stuff like that worked on 
you know, other more really boring infrastructure projects in national parks, as well as telling stories that were fascinating that people weren't aware yeah. of and like bringing new pieces of history to light. Well, what, wonderful. What great background for the position you now have with the city uh, on the city council. I mean, I know you have a love for parks, and we may get into that here in the second half. But uh, yeah, just a wealth of. And I've I told you this as we were starting doing the, during the pregame. I've already learned three new things that I didn't know just by talking to you in the pregame. So, anyway, Sandra Washington's delight to have you on the show, and let's dive into some other stuff here after this break. But uh, and uh, I'll tell our listeners uh, when we. Come come back uh we're going to do for the first time ever uh, there's a lot of firsts first time Sandra's on the show and uh we're going to talk about um uh, a little survey i've been wanting to do with new guests so we'll we'll see what how Sandra does in this uh this little survey so anyway it's fun there's you won't flunk it i, I promise you <laughs> uh folks hang on uh keep the windows rolled down grab yourself a sarsaparilla or something and uh, come on back after this message come on back Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Thanks for sticking around. This is a fun show. We're conversing with conversing. We're chatting with uh, Sandra Washington who is the vice chair of your Lincoln City Council. And uh, let me just remind you that uh, we'd love to have you follow us on X and the Facebook uh, pages. Uh, and if you notice uh, on the X, uh, we put up, uh, I put up a little survey. I stole it from someone. That's what you do on social media, right? So I've been looking for something for my new guests and uh who who can uh we can get the norm a little bit better in some kind of a survey kind of like the cobear 6 or whatever that is you know and uh, on the late show and so anyway i found one and so let's let's try this out sandra do i get a, a bell or a uh, ringer uh, uh, you don't get a okay. bell or a ring but that's okay. a good suggestion maybe yeah. we could add that in Ding. uh so so think of golf are you you're a golfer right no, no you're not neither oh, am i funny story no i was told to put my clubs down in high school when um i was taking a 6 week class in gym they're like mm, and put your clubs down walk away <laughs> well anyway so okay. and i don't play golf either but uh you want the lowest number possible that's how oh. you win this game okay. so uh give yourself one point and i'll keep track of this okay. i'll keep track of this uh, if you've never done this okay so if i've never done if you've something, never done this i get a point uh no if uh yes if you've never done this you get a point <laughs> Okay. Okay. So the, the so there's 20 questions. Mm -hmm. We'll get through these. I'm hopefully. participating too. Okay. Well, you, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, used a rotary phone. I've used a rotary phone. Okay. Point. Uh, um, uh, used a floppy disk. Yes. You have used a point. Phone. Wait a minute. Now I'm confusing myself. <laughs> you okay. only get a point if you've never done this. Oh, I've never. So, so you have zero points. So I have that's, zero that's points. A, I have one point. It's okay. a double negative. Okay. See, we're, we're, it's a double negative. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, used right. a typewriter. Zero. Uh, taken photos with a film camera. <laughs> zero. Uh, listened to music on a CD. Zero. Listened to a cassette tape. Zero. Listened to a vinyl record. Zero. Listened to music on a Walkman. Zero. <laughs> listened to music on a boombox outside. Zero. <laughs> Watched a video from a VHS tape. Yes. Of course I have. Zero. Come on. Uh, sent or received a fax? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is so, an age test. This, it is it? an age test. Okay. Uh, so that's also a... That's a zero. That's an also I mean, yeah. a, 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 that you've done that. Yeah. Recorded music from radio to cassette? 
Yes, okay. I Okay, you made mixtapes. All right. I did. Uh, rented a video from Blockbuster. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Zero. Accessed the internet by dial-up. <laughs> of course. Uh, okay. Used a phone book. Yes. Yep. Uh, sent a postcard. I sent well, you're in politics. last week. Yeah, yeah. you're in politics. Yeah. Uh, used a paper map to get somewhere. I love paper maps. Oh, of course. Use yeah. them as yeah. much as I possibly yeah. can. Uh, uh, owned a dictionary. Still do. Uh, owned an encyclopedia. I don't any longer. But you did at one I point. I did, yeah. but I don't any uh, Paid with a, with a paper check. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's a zero. I got zero? I got zero! Right? I you lost. Did, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I think you want as few points. Yeah, oh, so I you win. won. You won. Yeah, you won. I win. Okay. Yeah, you give yourself one point for something that you've never done. It's okay. the, anyway, we're trying this out. Johnny, what'd you get? I think I have a three. Okay. Well, see, so, there's the age difference. I lost. <laughs> and so now people can know if they didn't already. I'm I'm older than Johnny. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see how this works out. I don't know. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna invite the audience to participate in the next half of the show. There, but anyway. Well, thanks for playing along. We're we're trying this out. I'm I'm trying to I'm come up with something be... that my new guests that we can get to know them a little bit better. So. I'm willing to be a guinea pig. <laughs> that was kind of fun. I got a little confused at the start, but. Um, okay, well, let's get back to business. So, one of the issues, Sandra, that I wanted to ask you about is it's been in the news. Uh, is StarTran is uh, changing the location of their transfer transfer center uh, for buses uh, temporarily until the new uh, complex is built? So, help our listeners understand that a little bit. Okay, so um, we received the city of Lincoln received a super large grant, almost twenty five million dollars, to build a brand new multimodal transit center. Um, the design of that has taken as much time as it needs, but it's taken quite a bit of time. And the construction isn't planned to start until probably next year. Um, but all the construction documents are now they're moving into construction document phase. And all these things take time. Sure. The transit station right now is next to the Golds building. Mm -hmm. That's been partially under construction you know deconstructed yep. and now it's under construction and LTU believes that the the safest thing is to move that transit station away from what will be an ongoing construction zone sure. for a couple of years two and a half years while they build the permanent location got it so they're looking for a place where people can um, wait outside of the rain so like have some shelter um, have some seating uh, and have really good communications. So have boards that say, hey, your bus is arriving in a couple of minutes. I totally understand that the location that they brought forward as their selection did not meet with broad public approval. There's some businesses in that. And mm -hmm. so the location is, is near that current location in the Golds Building, just down the street. Mm -hmm. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, about a, about a block and a half. Mm -hmm. You know, not mm -hmm. not too far down the street. Mm -hmm. But um, they would move it. Um, and so instead of where it is today, the Golds Building was the most affected probably um, by it. Moving it they're saying, you know, these other businesses are going to be impacted by it. But there's already bus stops at that, in that intersection area on all the streets. So the bus stops aren't new. Got it's it. the, the sort of bringing people together in that area to wait for mm -hmm. buses is new. And then they would be adding, I think, another two routes to that intersection. 
So there's some public meetings coming up to, to have this conversation with the public, yeah, right? Yeah, later this week, Wednesday and Thursday, public meetings to talk about it. And folks were upset, and uh, I thought LTU and Star Train did the right decision. They said, we will hold back. Good. We will look at additional areas. And they looked at about eight areas and settled on the one that they selected. Now they've gone back. And I'm, and when I spoke with Director Elliott, I asked, I said, when you go back to tell the public that you're going to look at other places, I said, let's make certain that you've told them every place you looked at. Make sure that everyone knows that there was a list of eight federal criteria that you had to meet. Oh, okay. So, like, put put all your parameters down. Say, we want to change the location but for safety reasons, but these are the parameters the feds gave us. These are our other goals of things we want to meet and when we change that. And then these are all the places we looked. So people can see that there's no perfect place. There's yeah. no place that met every single criteria and, and met every local goal. But we can, we can work things out. So help me out. And we're visiting with Sandra Washington, vice chair of your Lincoln City Council. Uh, help me out, uh, Councilwoman. Uh, what are some of the objections? I truly don't know. I haven't kept. I've seen that there's some people objecting to this, mm -hmm. but it, it, interfering with uh, their storefronts. Inter I, I'm I'm a little lost on so, what some of the issues. Where when they um, bring two more routes down to that intersection, they're looking, and so I think there's a total of six routes. But buses already come past that intersection. People are complaining that there are 11 metered parking spaces uh, okay. on the west side of yep. 11th. Yep. Those would go away. Got it. The city is looking at where we could provide parking to offset those 11. Um, so looking um, to, to lease parking spaces from NEPCO right in the same space. Yep. Uh, and then opening up the public parking garage that is yeah. Caddy Corner. Yeah, just right there. Um, mm -hmm. And providing space for employees um, mm -hmm. who work at those establishments to park there. Got it. So uh, we're looking at that, but we're also looking at other locations. I think that that's the important thing is that LTU, Sartran, heard what the public said and said, we will open up um, and look further. Yeah, yeah, very good. Wow. I, I wasted a lot of time with the silly survey. <laughs> We're out of time, Sandra. Okay. <laughs> but it was easy. Hey, uh, t tell Tom Beckius that okay. when you take over as chair, which yeah. it'll be uh, this spring, right? Right, mid-May. Okay. Well, will you come back? I'll come back. Okay. Yeah. Very good. No more No more surveys. No, you did it. Okay. Yeah, All right. You're good. <laughs> Folks, uh, stick around. Come on back on 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back. Hey, that was fun. Thanks to Sandra Washington, Vice Chair of the Lincoln City Council. Uh, Tom Beckius, uh, the Chair of the Council, is usually here on... Uh 
is this the second or third Tuesday of the month? Whatever it is. Um, anyway, as you know, once a month we uh, we chat with the chair of the Lincoln City Council. Third Tuesday. Thank you, Johnny, for keeping my uh, calendar straight. Uh, and so anyway, Tom's out of town today, and so uh, we had the vice chair. So uh, I asked Sandra if she'd like to continue that role uh, when she takes over the, the city council here this spring. And she agreed to do that. So anyway, what a delightful guest and, and a wealth of information, as as is Tom Beckius. It's always good to, to find out what's going on with the city. And uh, so anyway, I hope that was uh, helpful to you as it was to me. I learned a lot of the things. So, well, let me tell you what we're going to do here in the second half of the show. I, I want to have a little fun, if that's okay with you. Uh, just to remind you uh, to follow us on Facebook and X. And by doing that, uh, if you want to jump over to X, uh, you'll see this survey uh, that I uh, quizzed uh, uh, Councilwoman uh, Washington on. Uh, it, it, it's it's old school, right? Uh, which of these things have you never done? And uh, and I'll admit that I, uh, as I posted on X uh, earlier, I gave myself a zero, uh, which Sandra scored a, a zero as well. And so you have to be of a certain age uh, to actually uh, score some points uh, on this survey. And uh, uh, Johnny scored a three. We'll have to ask Johnny <clears throat> which of those he scored. But uh, so anyway, if you're interested in in sharing your answers uh, to this little survey. Uh, give us a call, 402-479-1400, or text us, uh, either way. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in the demographics of who's listening, and because I know there's a wide range of demographics uh, that listen to this hour. and so. Uh, but for a lot of us of, of Sandra and I's age, you're going you're gonna to have similar answers, I think. Uh, yeah, used a rotary telephone. I think that might be... One of the ones, I mean, some of these others are, um, well, I'm trying to date some of these, but that has to be, well, I guess it depends on where you lived. Uh, if you had a rotary telephone, if you lived in maybe a, <clears throat> a more rural, because I think my telephone company friends would know this, but uh, Johnny, you scored a three. What were the three that, uh, that threw you? Do you the, remember the rotary phone was one. I was like, yeah. I've like messed with old ones, but like actually using it to call somebody, I don't think I've ever done that. I mean, if you had a friend, let me just tell you this. And and again, if you want to join this conversation, four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred Docker text. If you had a friend that had zeros in their phone number, <laughs> it was uh, there. You go. Yeah, there's the paper version. If you had a friend that had zeros in their phone number, oh man. They didn't get a lot of phone calls. It took a long time to talk to get to them. That was. <laughs> Can you imagine how foreign that is to us today? <laughs> that you had to put your finger in a in a in a telephone and and dial. Uh, the, the the term isn't even used anymore. Dial dial me up. So anyway, um, another one I had was I just lost. Oh, so I I've been fortunate, unfortunate, and then fortunate because like. My family was always that family for years and years that just did not have a computer. Yeah. And when we finally did and we finally had internet, we we signed up for like Roadrunner or something. And so we never had dial-up internet. So I never had to deal with uh, that. I knew plenty of people who did, but oh, that yeah. was never a problem for me. I had an AOL account. That's what, that's what you had is uh, and then that, that crazy dial-up. And it's like, yeah, hang up the phone. I need to use the computer. <laughs> 
And okay, so the other one, the the other one I I put down, I think. Um, I mean, I've I've seen paper maps plenty, but like, I mean, the closest I've come to a paper map myself is I would type up directions on MapQuest way back when, and then print off those directions. Sure, and yeah. so that was on paper. Yeah, and but it still had the step by step directions. But as far as like looking at a map and getting somewhere, that so you, wasn't as much me. So you never had a paper map that you folded up and put in the glove compartment. I've seen them. <laughs> like it's not like I've never been around them, but me actually using them, and my parents used them. Yeah, but like. I mean, I was just a kid, so I mean, I wouldn't have been any help. Yeah. But uh, as far as actually using one myself, the closest I came was printing off MapQuest directions, and and that's printed on paper. But that's still pretty uh, pretty out there. All right. Well, so anyway, uh, yeah. So here's the here's the user rotary telephone. Uh, used a floppy disk. We've got somebody willing to take the survey. <laughs> Uh, Debbie, all right, Debbie, uh, you want to you want to take the survey? Whoops, Debbie, are you there? Yes, hi. Hi, Debbie, you want to take the survey? I did when you were giving it to Sandra. Okay, well let's let's do it live. Uh, you, you, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it live. Used a rotary telephone, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Uh, used a floppy disk. Yes. Uh, used a typewriter. Yes. Uh, taking photos with a film camera. Yes. Uh, listen to music on a CD. Yes. Listen to a cassette tape. Yes. Listen to a vinyl record. Yes. Listen to music on a Walkman. No. Oh, okay. There's one. Uh, listen to music on a boombox outside. No. Okay. Um, uh, watched a video from a VHS tape. Yes. Uh, sent or received a fax, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I have a story. I, well, let's keep it. Let's keep going. Uh, recorded music from radio to cassette. Ma- made yeah. a made a mixtape. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, rented a video from Blockbuster. Yes. Uh, access the internet by dial-up. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, used a phone book. Yes. Uh, did you have those uh, little phone books that you used to carry around? But you could do portable. Did you have those? Yeah, yeah. I would put that in my car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I had those big things. Yeah, in fact, I still have one in my desk drawer at the office that I like to look through if I don't want to take the time to look something up on the internet. Uh, let's see. Uh, send a postcard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, used a paper map to get somewhere. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, owned a dictionary. Yep. Uh, owned an encyclopedia. Yes, don't use it, but it's the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, and then paid with a with a check, a paper check. I still do. I know what I do too. I like those. I like those paper trails. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, so Johnny, what's uh, Debbie's score? I think I got two. I, I got two as well. Okay. I was hoping there's at least. Those, yeah, those items were available. So I just never used them. <laughs> I never did. Not that they weren't around in my day, obviously, but well, I just never used them or never really had, I had any friends. Nobody was walking around that I knew that was carrying a boot box on their shoes. Well, I, well, I got into the craze. I'd, I'd take it, I think, and uh, you know, just take it outside because that was what you did with them, I guess, because they were portable. You put, I think you put batteries in them, you know, 15 double D batteries or something, you know, these huge batteries yeah. that made it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like a brick carrying around but uh no but fa- 
fax machine, Debbie. You'll appreciate this. Uh, I remember I was so thrilled when we got a fax machine uh, in in camp in political campaigns. It's like, oh, I don't have to walk this news release down to the Journal Star and hand it to Don Walton. I can just push a button and he'll get it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there was there was a lady who was an advertising lady came into our office many years ago. And she and she was not aware what a fax was. We were going to send a fax and put the paper, you know, through the fax machine. And it comes out of the bottom. And she says, "Well, where did it go? It's still right here at the bottom." Shelf. <laughs> she had no idea it was electronic transfer. That was the funniest thing I ever remember about a fax machine. Oh uh, well, hey, Debbie, thanks for playing along. Sure, it was a lot of fun. Okay. And Sandra did a nice job. She's a great representative for the city. I like her. She really is. Yeah, thanks for listening, Debbie, as always. Sure. Have, a, have a great evening. Bye, Dan. You bet. Take care. Um, okay, if you want to take the survey live on air, give us a ring, 402-479-1400. Or if you've got a story, how about that? If you've got a story of when you first used a fax machine or a, or a boom box, that's what I want to hear. And, and Blockbuster. A blockbuster video. I mean, that was all the rage. Is that you would go on the weekends, typically, and and uh, if you had a date, that's even better. It's like, hey, let's go to Blockbuster and pick out a movie. And uh, oh, it's just so foreign today. That's it's just so foreign. Um, anyway, that was kind of fun. Uh, if you want to play along, uh, jump or jump on. Even better if you want to jump on the uh, on the X machine and and uh, look at the survey and fill it out and, and and respond on there. We'd love to. We'd love to have you do that. Well, anyway, that was fun. Uh, let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show. Mr. Jim Blue, President and Chief Executive Officer of Cedars, will join us uh, in studio. And as you know, Cedars uh, helps thousands of kids and families uh, here in our community find refuge and new beginnings. So what a great organization. So anyway, we'll catch up. Uh, uh, looks like uh, uh, we'll catch up with uh, with Jim tomorrow uh, on the show from Cedars. And um, um, yeah, we... Uh, uh, and, and let me just tell you this, uh, if you just to remind you, if you miss uh, if you miss on my interview with uh, Sandra Washington or any other episodes, you can always find us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, just go to KLN.com. You know, maybe this survey takes off and we uh, we make this a regular thing. Like I said, I'm just trying to find uh, some type of fun activity that when we have first time guests. Uh, that can weigh in. By the way, speaking of first-time guests, I'll get into this a little bit <clears throat> after our break here, but uh, 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 Kim Remington, who's uh, helps me uh, do some show planning and stuff, uh, uh, we tallied up how many unique guests that we've had in the, uh, what, eight, nine months that we've been on the air here. So anyway, it, uh, uh, we'll share that with you. And uh, uh, we... Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's shocking, actually. I mean, you do this for an hour a day, uh, five days a week, and uh, yeah, it, it, it tallies up after a while. So, well, Johnny, is it time to go to a little break, and we'll come back and finish up? Yes, sir. All right, let's do that. Folks, come on back, and we'll finish up uh, after these important messages. Come on back. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
And welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for allowing me to have a little fun with uh, uh, with uh, maybe ageism, uh, maybe um, uh, some technology uh, challenges for those of us uh, of a certain age that uh, we, you know, we have so many more advantages over these uh, this younger generation of look look what we suffered through uh, most of our lives. So, you couldn't you couldn't use the computer if somebody's on the stinking phone. So anyway, I have that's a further how, confession on that too. When you yeah. get, when you get the chance. So yeah. as far as sending or receiving a fax, yeah. that one is only the case for me because of my other job. And like I think there's like a couple times for a previous team I worked for that we had to like send letters out via fax and I absolutely hated it. I was like well, and so now we have somebody else do it so it's not so bad but like Well there are st- still some industries I think uh, that haven't maybe changed some of the regulations that you have to actually have a facsimile copy of yeah, something I mean, or other. I mean, yeah, this so. is all ran computer, and we'd get an email saying if the fax was successful or if it if it declined, and and then if it declined, then it was all the more frustrating, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, uh, and again, just in, thanks for indulging me on just kind of reviewing, because, uh, you know, doing this every day, an hour a day, and the number of guests that come in and out of this studio, uh, I just asked Kim Remington, uh, who does some work for my day job, uh, operations manager for Parsons Public Relations, and she helps uh, doing some show prep and some other things, and anyway, I'd ask him to keep track of of our guests, and so we keep a list of people that have been on and prospective guests, and anyway, a little behind the scenes uh, uh, info on the on the Dan Parsons show. But one of the things I wanted to track is how many unique guests, so uh, guests that have been on um, at least once on the show, and the number is, uh, and this actually surprised me, in nine months we've had a hundred and sixty three guests come in the show. How about that, Johnny? I guess the listeners can't see how big my eyebrows yeah. raised when you re- said that number. Yeah, 163 people. That's incredible. 163 Individ- unique people. Unique people. That's crazy. Did, that's not double counting uh, people like Tom Beckius that comes on once a month, people yeah, like uh, uh, Jason Ball who comes on once a month. Or Chef Kevin Shin. Chef Kevin is on once a month. No, they only get counted once. Wow, one hundred and sixty-three, and and Kevin's on a lot more than once a month, but yes, yes, he's on every week. Yes, exactly. So, but no. yeah, no, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, thanks, Kim, for keeping track of that. Uh, Kim took the survey too, by the way. We we talked about this earlier in the day, and Kim uh, Kim got a one. Uh, she also similar to Debbie. She. I think, oh, it's the Walkman. Uh, Kim uh, never uh, had a Walkman. So, anyway. Um, well, let me, uh, in a few minutes we have here, I just wanted to go over a couple of news stories uh, from today that caught my attention from our friends at uh, Nebraska Examiner. Uh, Paul Hamill uh, wrote this story uh, earlier today. Uh, conflicting polls show both opposition and support for Governor Pillen's proposed sales tax increase. And we've talked about this. We talked about it with the chamber uh, last week on the show, last Thursday. And the governor uh, has proposed some pretty um, pretty bold uh, initiatives to uh, with the intent of lowering property taxes in the state. And... Um, uh, and so Paul Hamill's story in Nebraska Examiner uh, earlier this afternoon, if you're looking for how the public feels about Governor Jim Pillen's proposal to raise sales taxes, you got it. You got it all in recent weeks. Uh, two public opinion polls provide contrasting results with one showing support and the other opposition 
to the idea. Uh, the proposal, which has yet to be debated by the full legislature, uh, has been criticized by some as a, quote, tax hike and an unacceptable tax shift from typical, uh, from typical supportive conservative and tax-cutting groups, uh, including Americans for, for Prosperity and the Tax Foundation. Those are two typically conservative uh, 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 tax-cutting uh, groups uh, who are uh, uh, opposed uh, to this. Um, Paul goes on to write, but others, mainly farm groups, have praised the measure from the governor, who is a hog producer, uh, Paul writes, and a veterinarian, uh, as, a, as a necessary step to address an unfair tax burden on farm and ranch property. Uh, Pillen, in a press release Thursday, uh, uh, promoted the results of a recent poll conducted for the Nebraska Association of County Officials, which has mostly uh, supported the governor's plan. Uh, that poll found support from 65% of respondents to the question, to this question, would you support or oppose increasing the state sales tax by 1% in order to allow local governments to continue to provide important services? Uh, Pillen said, this report clearly indicates <clears throat> that this is the strongest priority for Nebraskans who recognize we must reform current policies if we are to be competitive. <clears throat> but meanwhile, a poll conducted uh, for the Holland Children's Institute, uh, it's a nonprofit out of Omaha, found a, a polarity, polarity, say that fast three times, found a polarity of 45% of respondents who opposed reducing Nebraska state property taxes by raising state sales tax from 5.5% to 6.5%. In that poll, 43% of respondents supported the idea, only 43. Uh, so both polls found opposition to one of the main components of Pillen's plan, a hard cap to prevent major increases in spending by local government and K-12 schools. Uh, both polls found um, opposition to one of the main components. Oh, I, I just read that. Sorry. Both polls indicate that respondents had more faith in local governments, including county boards, to make budget decisions than the state. So that's interesting. Both of these polls, even though they had uh, different uh, outcomes, one supported it, one did not, uh, but both of them agreed uh, that they have faith, had more faith in local governments than they do uh, with those decisions being left to the state. So they want, both polls, respondents said, they want to keep those decisions local, that they don't want the state uh, making those decisions. And uh, uh, so the two polls follow uh, uh, one released in January by Americans for Prosperity, uh, a group financially backed in the past by former Governor Pete Ricketts, uh, who's, of course, serving in the U.S. Senate, that showed 70% of those responding opposed raising sales taxes to decrease property taxes. So anyway, uh, you can find that uh, story by Paul Hamill on uh, Nebraska Examiner. And uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's an interesting uh, juxtaposed. Boy, we've got a couple phone calls. We're going to run out of time here, Johnny. But, um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, those 
those uh, those polls, the the legislative uh, session is heating up. We're about halfway through, and some of these big issues are now going to start uh, uh, start popping up and being able to uh, uh, be debated on the floor of the legislature, including this this proposal uh, by the uh, governor. Uh, to raise taxes on one group of people in order to reduce taxes on another set of people. Uh, we've got Ben on the line. Ben, uh, what's we on your mind? We don't have time, Dan. Oh, we got to go. Ben, I'm sorry, and the other caller, we ran out of time. we got to go. Uh, a hard break. Folks, thanks for listening. Appreciate you very much. Go do good things. We'll see you tomorrow.